feel like I have the permanent grumps. What is your sign? I'm not going to tell you my sign. You're not? My sign? Yeah. Oh, because I'm a Leo? Are you a Leo? I'm a Leo. Mm. Are all Leos Yeah, grumpy? all of them. Every all, one of them. All, all Leos are grumpy. All Leos are assholes. <laughs> I didn't know that. My wow. son is a Leo, and then he's born in the year of the tiger. So he has like two big cats. Oh, I'm a cock. Yeah. <laughs> and you have chickens. And I so. have, and no, I'm born in the year of the cock. That's what yeah. I was saying, Thor. Yeah, I know. And you have chickens. Oh, okay. See even better. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm the main. I'm the main one. Okay. I can't keep on saying that. Walk, I can't keep on saying that. I am a boar, both literally and, <laughs> and astronomically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, what is your regular zodiac sign? Uh, this is I, important. I'm a dang sheep. Are you a Capricorn? You guys? Aries. Oh, Aries. I thought yeah, Capricorn were goats. Yes, oh, yeah, I wish I was a Capricorn. When we man. do a cult with this stuff in it, I'm going to flip a lid. I'm just going <laughs> to flip out. I'm half uh, Scorpio, half dog. Uh, yeah. Born a year you, of the dog. How can you be half? Well, I mean, like, that's my oh, Chinese got sign or like lunar. I don't know even what that means. Like, anyway. The sign that you look at when you go to the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. You're like, oh. Oh, you're the dog. That <laughs> means I'm loyal and I'll eat anything. <laughs> Which is including your own vomit. <laughs> okay. So I was reading a little thing online and I guess the Pope has kind of opened the door a little bit to priests perhaps being able to marry. So I thought that there were some already that were. Yeah, I think down in Africa they've got some okay. priests and stuff like that who can, but in Europe they, they aren't allowed, in America they're not allowed. So uh, Anyway, I thought, oh, how interesting. I Hold think on. that's a good thing. Okay. I do too. And it's not like you can actually go into the Bible and say, see, it says right here that bishops should never <laughs> have wives. <laughs> I mean... I think they just just to stave off temptation should they, have they should be able to you do. know because there's some horny priests out there. Well, I mean, hello, why wouldn't there be? I mean, yeah. I, I know you're dedicating your life to God, but you can dedicate your life to God and your wife. I don't know. I guess you, you can always get out of the priesthood. I mean, that's what they did. I remember in Costa Rica there was a a guy who fell in love with a girl, a priest that fell in love with a girl, and he basically gave up the priesthood and went out and married her. And uh, he was looked upon as being a pretty upstart guy, you know, for doing that. He, he was, you know, he didn't try and, like, keep her in secret or whatever. He's, he owned up. He's like, you know what? Uh, I'm in love. I, I you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give up being a, a priest and a bishop and go and marry this lady. So, then he did. So, All right. We have to talk about a few things. One is, we have staved off the apocalypse for another week. Thank yes. goodness. Next Wednesday, once again... If, for the 12th time. Is it the 12th time Yeah, this already? has been 12 yeah. times. No, it's it, not. 11 or I think 12. we only have six what? episodes out, don't oh. we? Yeah, we only have well, six I posted on out. Twitter that we've done it. This is our 11th time oh, that we've prophesied the end of the world. <laughs> we're not exactly. We're not exactly right. 
<laughs> this is bad when we can't even get it down right how the number of times. If anyone knows, you should just write bishop yeah. at the nice cult yeah. com. Listen to our episodes. I'll, it, it'll be from this season on, so season five, and uh, let us know how many times because we're too haven't lazy we, to actually take a haven't look. Haven't we actually prophesied every single episode? Yeah. So all we have to do yeah. is look out the episodes in season five. And oh, I yeah. don't know if we prophesied last episode. We did. Did we? Yep. Did you listen to it? Because that's the one I didn't listen to. Oh, you didn't. You, you posted could, it without listening. You, yeah, you just listen. I was just going through and just. I don't even know if it's edited really bad. Apparently, the reason why is because I wasn't listening to it. <laughs> oh, oh, you're upset about that. I'm Nathan. upset. No, no. <laughs> no uh, Nathan. <clears throat> It is Nathan's fault for having such high expectations for this <laughs> this podcast. Listen, I did some great work at first, and then I kind of zoned out. So, are you talking about the episode? Or are you talking about in reality? What I, it, well, while I was editing the episode. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. So, yeah, it's not like it in general that you just hate it. Or no, no, no. I don't like being with you guys at all. No. Yeah, I Callie. If I don't have the nice cold, I get angry. This so is a cult to me. You know, we're the it's, only it's thing more... stopping you from beating your wife. Uh, Callie's like, Nathan, she calls you up. Nathan, Gunner's going to hit me again. Oh, this is horrible, guys. I don't hit my wife. Okay. Oh, man, this is that's horrible. These jokes. Man, yeah, they're bad jokes. I shouldn't make them. However, Tom Cruise is 100% people have said that they want to keep him on. 100%. So just so you know, anybody know the people that have filled out the survey for Tom Cruise because it was a little mucky, muggy on what was going on. And so I had to re-put up no longer the belief bankruptcy. We have the Tom Cruise button. And so far, everyone has said to keep him, and which is rightly so. Okay, I want to show something that someone sent to me. Mm-hmm. Um, tipping culture sucks. My son's barber charges $35 for a kid's haircut and then flips the tablet over to choose a 30%, 35%, or 40% tip. What the hell is that about? I have to go in and make a custom tip every time. I only tip. I, I have to go in and make a custom tip every time. I only tip s- the servers. The rest of the people I skip without feeling guilty. It's so irritating. The nice cult needs to get rid of tips. And Tom. <laughs> I like. I like this. I, th- this uh, she's awesome. This lady already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How dare she get rid of and No, Tom. As I said, Tom is in there, so we're going to keep him in. There's a little video. We'll show a, a link to it online about Tom Cruise and home teaching for all of you uh, LDS people out there. We talked about uh, tipping. There is just. I, and I refuse to tip someone before service is actually performed. I do. Yeah. I refuse to. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, when you go to a sandwich shop and then they're... So that you have to stand there and tell them what to put on your sandwich. And then they ask you for... And they turn that thing around and uh-huh. ask you for a tip. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, it's not even... Yeah, but it's not even like that they ask. A lot of times they don't even ask, but... They flip it around. It's like, okay, you fill it out however you want to. I just like some places you don't have that. I mean, at the hair place, the haircut place, yeah, you give a tip, but yeah. you do. But like, yeah, yeah you, you tip your. Well, sorry, <laughs> you haven't had a haircut I, I, for. <laughs> sorry, when was the last time you went to a barber? In Costa Rica. 
Oh, wow. So it's been, it's been like 20, 30, 30, yeah, 30 something yeah, years. Yeah, I'd go there and they'd say, how do you want it? I would say, short, corto. Wow, okay. Well, don't go to Thor about tipping advice on barbers. Okay. I have a bishop letter. All right. Okay. okay. I am 17 and my parents started me, uh, started me uh, going to a therapist. I complained about it to one of my friends. It turns out that that friend had gone to a therapist and convinced him that his parents were the problem. I decided I was going to do the same thing. The therapist thought I was crazy and put me on pills. Now I don't know how to get out of this. Help me please. CL. This mm. is from your son, isn't it? No, my son is not 17. <laughs> and no, he's not on drugs. As much as I want to put my son on drugs, I don't want to. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so help him out. Oh, let's see. This is a hard one. Yeah, you got yourself into a, a, a bad a mess, a pickle. Um, have your therapist listen to the nice cult. And bring in an ice cold blanket with you. When you talk to him? When you talk to him. Or her? Or her. No, I think it said him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bring in an ice cold blanket when you talk to him. Yes, an ice cold blanket will solve all problems. You can sell those pills at school. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay, you guys, I have, I have, I saw a sticker once that it said, one out of four people are crazy look around you if you're free if three of your friends look okay it might be you mm-hmm. and i'm thinking that this 17 year old needs to look around and see if he really is a little crazy or not every you single know. kid thinks that their parents are the crazy ones yeah unless you're a weirdo okay i kind of thought my i, I liked my parents that I, way. I did too yeah did you yeah Thor, I didn't get you to. really. Sh- our parents were messed up. Okay, <laughs> I, our parents were horrible. What are you talking about? They were awesome. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Thor, Thor has a different experience than me. He was the oldest, though, and, and so I, I got, the, I got all the trial. You, you did. Put on me, no, you, you know? got the trial, but you also got the attention. No. You were eventually. Mom was, Mom was done by the time I was born. She was like, here, telling dad how to deliver me. He's like, she's like, dad, Eric, do this. Boop, boop, pop me out. My dad caught me. After that. You were easy delivery, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. You just fell out. Nah. This pain and struggle came later on in life with Mm -hmm. me. The delivery was fine for you. It was the circumcision afterwards, Gunnar. That's where it all started. Mom did all right with the circumcision, right? She did it? Yeah, she did. You guys want to (laughs) see? Awkward? All right. Yeah, I still remember that. She's like, well, you know, the rabbis can do it. I can too. (laughs) So she tried it out, and I guess it worked okay, right? There you go. Speaking about tipping coach, your mom kept the tip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's bad. Um, Okay, I love it. I love it. (laughs) I say with therapists, this is this is my advice for therapists. Therapists really are there to help. So just talk it out. Don't try to convince them to be anything else. Don't try to manipulate them or anything like that. You don't want to start that with lies. Yeah, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're yeah. not trying to be as open as possible it's, with your it's therapist. It's easier in life if you're just honest. Like, even if you're making mistakes, 
mm-hmm. it's easier in life, yeah. to be honest. I agree. Those are words of wisdom there, Bishop Gunner. Those might be the only words of wisdom that I've ever said that are good. So <laughs> We will you, treasure CEO. them accordingly then. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Nathan, and Thor. Yes, definitely. (laughs) What do you have for us today? Well, uh, this one was brought on. Nathan Nathan actually talked to me about this last week. He's like, I have this awesome cold idea, and I thought I'd do it, but it's kind of more up your alley since it's historical. It's historical. Or hysterical. Which which one was it, Nathan? <laughs> I love historical cult. So it's uh, the uh, Apollo cult at, at Delphi he wanted to talk about. And I knew a little bit about it. And I was like, okay, I'll look into it. And I looked into it. And it's not a cult. But let me talk about it anyway. Are you kidding me? Don't you dare. You okay, do not okay, get to I'll decide. I'll say that afterwards. I okay. think it's a cult. I mean, I, I don't, don't know that much okay. about it. So is this Apollo Creed? Apollo? Apollo the God. Apollo got from Greece. Yes, exactly. Okay. So Delphi is a little town. It's called sometimes the navel of the world because what happened is Zeus he took a uh, he took an eagle and he put a far west and he took another eagle and he put them the far east and he had them fly toward each other and when they met put down a stone and that stone is where Delphi is. Okay, so. There it I is. I think it sounds may be like apocryphal. Po- yeah, that, I think that that Because that just sounds <laughs> That's hog-washy. how the story goes, okay? Because <laughs> no. the world is round. It's not flat. So well, how can you say you went to the far east? Uh, you're saying that the world happens to be round. And so that, that tale is apocryphal. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. think the, the West Eagle kept on flying west. Mm-hmm. I think he like stopped, and then I was like, eh, I'm done. I'm not going any further. <laughs> well, anyway, that's the story, okay? So okay. there you have it. Uh, anyway, so the play, uh, Delphi was this little tiny town. The soil wasn't incredibly good. It wasn't a really good farming community or anything else like that. But it was kind of a crossroads for going up into the northern part of Greece. And so uh, there was a lot of travelers that would go through the place. There was an oracle there, and it was done. And this was, um, there's been one there for centuries. They think 1400 BC. Okay, so an oracle is basically someone who divines the will of a god. A lot of times they look at how the mouse eats cheese or how the the sticks form or something else like that, but it's some sort of divination. In this particular case, the oracleist, the priestess there, was very famous because she was right an awful lot of the time. Was okay? she right or did she just give very general advice and people just interpreted it both okay (laughs) (laughs) so the the oracle there was called the Pythia. She grew to be the biggest oracle in Greece. Uh, so famous that like the Persians would send people over to talk to her. The Egyptians would do the same thing. She was only available nine times a year, okay, believe it or not. And uh, so for the three coldest months of the year, or, or four, depending on if you're following the lunar calendar or the 
Gregorian calendar, Apollo would head toward warmer climates. He wouldn't hang around Greece, and so she couldn't prophesy. Only one time a month for nine, time, nine okay. times of the year. And even then, it was uh, uh, iffy. So what they do is the priest would take up the sacrificial goat, and they'd sprinkle cold water on the goat, and if the goat shivered, it was a sign that Apollo was ready to start talking. Okay? And what? So, really? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they sacrificed a goat. The sacrificial goat. But they had to sprinkle oh. water on it first. Yeah. So the sprinkle water on it and then sacrifice it. If the goat shivered, then it was meant that Apollo was ready to start in, uh, in importing some divine information. Every single goat shivers when you throw water on it. Who here does not has a goat that likes water? Goats do not like water. Well, obviously, Apollo liked to talk a lot. So he, but I like this. So after the goat shivered, then uh, you 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 uh, had to make uh, like some sort of oat cake offering to Apollo, and you, of course you paid a tribute to get in there, and then you paid another tribute to get ahead of the line. Did, so was the tribute a set thing, or was it just like depending I, on who you are? I or? think it was kind of who you are because. It, she was really, really popular, and I mean, heads of state consulted her, but also like farmers and people wanted to know if they were gonna need to get married or you know stuff like that, or if they should go on a trip or you know just things like that, all sorts of stuff. It was a full day. It was a full. She she just sat there for a full day. Now anyway, supposedly she bathed herself in the holy spring. So, so she's Pythia. What is that? That that's the name of the oracle. The oracle's name and like the the head priestess. Okay, Pythia, the one who's given out the 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 interpretations. Okay, and so she bathed herself in the stream. The people who were going to do that, they also bathed in the stream. Besides giving you know that sacrificial offering and stuff like that, and then. Usually it was like heads of state going in first, and then important Greeks, and then unimportant Greeks, and then uh, those heathens, like the Persians and the Egyptians and other people Farmers. like that. Yeah, whatever. So, you know, the people that weren't the barbarians, we'll call them that. Okay. And the barbarians at the gate, they, they were last. The problem is, is that she, uh, she, very common knowledge of prophecies. We have like uh, over 500 of her prophecies recorded. We have a lot of information on her, but we don't have a lot of information on how she sat there and spouted out her prophecies. Um, it involved a goat, so it's automatically true, and that's it, all we need to know. <laughs> I don't know if it involved any goat except for the sacrifice. Uh, we People came along afterwards and said some stuff, but during the time, no one ever said anything. It's just, I guess, like... Uh, if people wrote about hamburgers and how delicious they were, but no one ever actually talked about what was in them, you know, it, because everyone knows what's in a hamburger, right? So it's like common knowledge. Yeah, it's kind of common like, okay. knowledge. Yeah, it's like yeah. everyone knows what happens. Every single hamburger has turkey in it. Exactly. So anyway. <laughs> that was a dad joke. That wasn't even a dad joke. That was like, it was it was the uncle that never got married joke, okay? <laughs> so... Where this is, is actually hitting in two fault lines. And so, obviously, there were a lot of earthquakes there at the time. There's some supposition that there were some natural gases coming out and that uh, the Pythia placed yourself kind of over that vent or opening where these gases and stuff like that and kind of went into somewhat of a trance and said some stuff. Some people say that she just talked complete gerbish, you know, rah, 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 
and that there are priests there that said, okay, this is what the God, uh, you know, something to translate there. They don't know whether, like, she was in vapors or she was on, she was inhaling something. They don't know whether she was talking. They had priests are talking. There's a large portion uh, on their internet, and theologists think that Pythia was the most important woman in ancient Greece, mm-hmm. which is kind of a big deal because women in Greece did not have a lot of power, especially yeah. like Athens. They yeah. were horrible. Uh, the The people that had the most power were courtesans. Basically, they they had the most freedom. Uh, yeah, your wife or your daughter had no power at all. It, it was a little bit better in Sparta, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, but are these the oracles from Three Hundred? Yeah, I've never seen the movie, but yes, that they okay. the oracle was consulted there, and she said, "Don't go." Yeah, right. I remember and, that. No, no, and but she was paid. By the other side. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> That's well, but, incredibly historically accurate. Well, of that course movie it is. That, it's totally These guys accurate. were all cut. They had like eight packs. and Yeah, they, they had six packs on their buns. Like they were so so ripped. Their buns were like... Yeah, give me some of that. Uh, the, but, the Spartans were really good at warfare. They were. But they, they, they showed like the... The guys, so so the oracles in the show, I don't know how accurate this is, but they had like these priests that were, and then they had the, the priestess that would, the oracle was mm-hmm. the woman. Pythia. And then they, Pythia. And then they had these other, well, she wasn't the oracle for the, the whole time, right? So once you were oracle, you're, you were kind of, that was what you were doing. So originally they had young uh, maidens. And that's that what we were showing, that they were young maidens. But what happened was some guy went to get a prophecy, and he's like, man, I'm really horny, and you're good looking. I don't care what Apollo wants, and I'm just going to snag you. And he grabbed her out and went out and took her away. And after that, they were like, we can't have that. And so they got like 50-year-old, 60-year-old widows and dressed them up as maids and stuck them Really? Huh. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Okay, so on the show, it showed the, the young lady side. Uh-huh. And she's has this like see-through thing where you see her naked. But then the priest that was there, he was like, it was the grossest thing. It's like, all like his boils all over his body. And he's, have you seen this, Nathan? Yeah. You don't yeah, remember that? My... He's like, his tongue's oh, like yeah. coming out around. Uh-huh. It's just like, it just made it just all gross. And it made me, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I might get excited. But no, I, there is, <laughs> there's no excitement because it was so gross. <laughs> okay. okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. It no, did I've, not I've excite never seen me, the show. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. Uh... I look for every opportunity. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's, his pause button is worn out. <laughs> it's the only button that doesn't show anything on it. Pause, pause it. Honey, can you pause it here for just a little bit? I need to go to the bathroom. Oh my gosh, that's horrible, guys. Okay, so anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've never seen the show, but it sounds awesome. I, I have a feeling, I mean... 
uh, a lot of the vagueness and stuff like that was very sophisticated. And so I just can't see some young 15-year-old girl spouting them off. I think there might have been some other people involved. Hmm. But I do agree she was probably the most powerful woman there, I guess. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure there were priests and other stuff involved. She was not just sitting there and, and spouting them out. Uh, but I could be wrong. Yeah, so we don't. We don't know. We don't really know. Yeah. yeah, and no one ever, as I say, no one ever got down to the nitty gritty, and uh, at least while it was going strong. So, yeah. so they were paying them for these prophecies, the prophecies. But a lot of times it was more advice, advice. Okay. than yeah. than prophecies. Yeah. There were some prophecies. I mean, Apollo was known as the the god of prophecy. He was. So should so, I should I grow wheat or barley? Yeah, year, stuff, stuff like that. And then they'd be like uh, the dew on the frost at midday is something, you know, and you'd take a look at that and you'd say, the dew on the frost, oh, so uh, wheat grows later than barley. And so the dew of the frost, that's early. So I, it, it's the barley that God, Apollo wants me to grow barley. You know what's awesome about those kind of prophecies <laughs> is that you are never wrong because they're in doing the final interpretation. Yeah, like Nostradamus. Uh-huh has that same kind of thing I, your horoscope yeah in my opinion yeah there's um, horoscopes are completely true yeah <laughs> well that's because they're also completely false but <laughs> they're so ambiguous but anyway the the oracle delphi was really good at it we've got a couple interesting prophecies from her that like help shape greece for instance, the oracle uh, was responsible for implementing democracy in Athens. Okay? Really? Yeah, because the guy, the, the tyrant, uh, got some good advice from the oracle when he went out to conquer some colony. And then he kind of took over Athens, and he went to get some more advice from the article, uh, oracle. And the oracle basically told him he needed to stop the path he was going on and he figured and he was like you know what i need to be i need to make it more of a democracy instead of me being completely in charge and he changed basically his view on government and uh athens democracy was created as a result interesting so uh yeah so find out okay so during the peloponnesian war where the Ephesians went to Greeks. So the Athens went to the Oracle a couple times. The first time she said, you guys are screwed. You know, just run away. And so, you know, they came back with more gifts and stuff like that. And she said, basically, the prophecy, I, I can't do word for word, but basically you're, the wooden walls will save you. And so they sat there and some of them thought, okay, maybe she means this or that. Basically, the guy talked everyone into meaning that the wooden walls were the ships, the wooden ships that would save them. And so he invested and they invested very, very heavily in a navy and they went out there, they beat the Persian ships, the Phoenician ships, and were able to uh, win the day. So there it is. Uh, but it, it, it was took some interpretation. It took some interpretation. There, there's a famous one, and I did not read it uh, today or yesterday when I was studying for this. I read it before in history, but there was someone, uh, the person who formed uh, Alexandria. So he went and asked, where should I form the city? And, and the oracle was basically said, you need to form it ne uh, next to the city of the blind. 
And you're like, what was he talking about? So anyway, he goes along a peninsula, and he there's a city there uh, at this place, and there is, and he's like, these guys are blind because they don't see 50 or 20 miles away is a place that's so much better to build a city than where they are right now. This is the city of the blind. And so, you know. Okay, yeah. I, it wasn't Alexandria, sorry. It was, uh, what's the, Constantinople. Okay. That, that, that was what it was, not Alexandria. So, Pythia basically really influenced a lot of Greek life. It became a cultural center, Delphi did. They had uh, a game similar to the Olympics there. It was called the Pathian Games or something, rather. It was like every eight years, and they did the Olympic events, and they also had a music contest, too. And then the winners would get the laurel leaves, and this was in conjunction with Olympics. In other words, Olympics was every four years. Uh, These games were like every eight years, I think. Oh, gotcha. And so this is where they did snowboarding. Yes. And (laughs) (laughs) them out. Anyway, so hold on. So Uh you 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 did cover this for a second, but I I liked the story of how people thought that she was under the influence of vapors that were coming up from a crack in the earth. And that is somewhat of a modern uh, take on it. And we don't really know if that's true or not. They talked... Okay, so so they, so the, the whole story is that... Um, so after Zeus basically uh, said, this is the navel right here, and uh, Gia, or the mother earth, earth, earth mother, is like, oh, this is cool. And she puts a dragon, some big serpent there to kind of guard the place. Anyway, Apollo comes along. He's like, that looks like a great place for me to give out or, uh, you know, interpretations and prophecies. So he kills the dragon, stuffs him in the earth, but the dragon de- decomposed and these kind of vapor, nauseous smells from the serpent came up and influenced the oracle now that may or may not have happened well of course it's it's mythology no 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 but it happened yeah it happened <laughs> yeah. but but so some thought is is that the the oracle was just sitting there inhaling the vapors from this dead serpent or in other words or gas you know getting kind of high and then spouting nonsense if you go on by the fact that she had people sitting there interpreting what she said and then say this is what you should do then you're probably right on the money if you have her talking in, in uh, intelligible voice that probably did not happen in other words she might have you know, whatever, but she, you can't, you can't give prophecies. And you're totally stoned. Yeah, exactly. I, I listened to something about this, this, uh, this, these guys did a study on it and they mm-hmm. tested the waters mm-hmm. and the vapors coming up from that area. And there was a, there's a fountain that's nearby or a spring. A spring, yeah. <clears throat> and they did find like a small amount of ethylene coming mm-hmm. up. They said it would need to be like hundreds of times or thousands of times to, longer. For any kind of. Yeah, for anything. Yeah. So it could have been. Like they drank, uh, it could have been alcohol or some extract of some plant or something like that. Maybe, or... Or it could have just been her... When you put water on a goat, the fumes from the goat (laughs) cause that same thing. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. But anyway... uh, I think it did have some really good prophecies and so I, let me just go through just a couple. One of the ones she did was she basically said, uh, no one is wiser than Socrates. This was back when he was 30 years old, 30 years old and didn't make a name for himself. And he was like, well, the only, the only reason why that could be is because I am knowledgeable about my ignorance. 
But anyway, he may not become a big deal. So Alexander the Great's father, who went to the Oracle and, and talked to her, and the Oracle told him, with silver spears, you may conquer the world. And he took that to mean that he needed to be in control of all the silver mines in his region. And so he did. He took control of them, was able to uh, use that money to foss one uh, Greek state off another around him and basically take control of everything. Another funny story. I'd never heard this until this morning. So Alexander the Great comes by. You know, he's just a young lad, and he's like... He was uh, Alexander the Normal about that time. <laughs> no, no. He, he, <laughs> the regular. So he, was, he was still pretty high on himself. Okay? Okay. He's always been high on himself. The guy was... was uh, if there's one thing he had, it was an awful lot of self-assurance. Nice. Okay? <laughs> so anyway, he goes up to the Oracle, and he was shocked and dismayed when the Oracle would not talk to him. He's like, you know, will I, you know, what, will I conquer the world? And she's like, uh, get back to me later. And he grew angry with her and grabbed her by the hair and started dragging her down down the, the hall. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you are invincible, my son. And that's what she said. And he said, he dropped her and he's like, now I have my answer. And he walked out. <laughs> Jeez. If that's what it takes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Flame that ego. Flame yeah. that ego. There's uh, another famous one about a guy who, and I forgot the king's name, but anyway, what he did is he wanted to test all the oracles in Greece. And so he had a specific time to all these messengers on a specific day at a specific time. He had them all go to different oracles in the region and said, and, and asked them, predict what the, the king of this uh, country is doing right now. The only one to get it right was uh, Pythia. And she basically said, oh, he's cutting up uh, a turtle and lamb or something like that to make soup or whatever. She's right on the money. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so, she so had he's the inside like, track, or she was a real oracle. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's like, well, tell me, if I go against the Persians, am I going to conquer? And she says, if you go to go to war against the Persians, a mighty emperor will empire will fall. And he's like, woohoo! And of course, the empire that fell was his. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Yeah, be careful. You, you know, go back a couple more times and get further data there. So, uh, and, and people did. They'd go back and they'd ask again. They'd ask, you know, trying to trying to figure things out. And of course, that just meant more money. Uh, I mean... Uh, <laughs> so how, how rich were these people and how big was this? They were rich. They got burned out twice uh, over the centuries and they each time they build it out bigger better stronger they had a path that went up to the oracle and it was like prestigious to put your statues and stuff like that along the way that you paid for you know that was the prestige of, yeah i have i've got a statue on the the path to delphi kind of thing you know up to the oracle you know that was the cool thing a couple times they got robbed too so as someone's powerful enough uh, to fight, uh, to uh, take the treasury. Uh, and there were five, they call them sacred wars, and two of them were actually about who was really in control of Delphi. So mm. uh, there were some wars, and they, they lost some money here and there, but, but especially in their heyday, there was a lot of gold and silver flowing on in. 
did they have their own town, city? Yeah, How many city. people were they? It was never huge. Okay. It was never huge. Uh, as I say, it was like the land was not very good for farming and stuff like that. But it was a trading center. And then you had the, the you know, the oracle there. And then you had like the games and uh, singing contests every eight years. Uh, is, is, so it was big, but like uh, there were some very influential uh, states around there. But one of the cool things about Delphi and what what made it so good is there was never anyone... Uh, so, so there was a lot of alliances among the Greek city-states. And in general, there were two major organizations, one headed by the Spartans and one headed by the Athens, okay? Delphi was not part of this... Uh, alliance system yeah, at all. Of Switzerland. They were kind of a Switzerland. You go there, you could go there for sanctuary. You go there and you knew that no one would be coming after to kill you. Uh, you go there and you could hope to get a neutral answer from the goddess of Apollo. And they didn't have any like army or anything. They didn't have any army that I know of. You know, I'm sure they had a city guard or whatever, you know, something, but they, they were not a powerhouse like that. But hmm. they, there were some small city-states around there that kind of helped them out a bit. But as I say, the really big powers could have taken them over easily. You're asking, you're thinking, like, how did this all end? What happened? How right? did it all end? What happened? Well, <laughs> eventually, uh, Greeks got taken over by the Romans. And uh, they still used the oracle there. They, they went to it. They, the Romans loved... Uh, to talk to oracles and stuff like that. Julius Caesar had his own oracle. And they're very at his side. mystical. Yes, they, they'd they'd like should we fight this enemy? And they'd you know they'd uh, cut open the bird and look at the entrails and whatever you know. And then the priest would say, uh, "Nope, you guys aren't supposed to go out." And then they wouldn't. You know, they'd be like, "Uh, uh, uh." <laughs> but Hannibal's at the gate. Nope, don't go out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, there were some times where uh, I would have, I would have done, I would have been like, we need to go out. But uh, you know, different things. Anyway, they they were big in that stuff. So uh, it went on. Uh, maybe not quite as famous, but still pretty famous. And and the Romans loved the Greek civilization. They liked Homer and all that other stuff like that. And all these sources they talked about uh, Delphi, you know, and the Oracle Delphi. And so they, they, it was still pretty famous. One of the things that happened was a thing called Christianity took over. Christianity oh, <laughs> yeah. ripped it out. Those Christians they, will ruin everything. Yeah, and they will. Supposedly one of the, la uh, the latter prophecies that the Oracle Delphi did was basically saying that this Christ sect of Christianity is going to ruin the Roman emperor, Empire. And that was one of the reasons why some empires, uh, emperors there Wow, emperor and empire. Some some of the emperors uh, there persecuted the Christians, supposedly. So when the Christians got on control, they remembered that. And they're like, hmm. In th uh, 390 AD, the Roman emperor basically said, everyone's done. No more no, no more stuff at Delphi. And basically things got taken down and the, the oracle stopped. But... It lasted about almost 2,000 years. Wow. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty I wonder if the Oracle would, you know, after the Christians took over, if they'd just do it in their spare time. 
I don't know. You know, like a part-time oracle. <laughs> it might have. I don't know. That's that's when they start doing the the the, the they start giving out the lottery ticket numbers. <laughs> there it is. Your lucky numbers are. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a cult, does it, guys? Well, Come so on. did they have they had followers? I guess the whole Roman Empire was kind of followers. Well, they had some followers, did, but it was mainstream religion here, did guys. Did they tell them what to do? <laughs> did they follow what they said? Sometimes. <laughs> they were a big influence. <laughs> kind of like prophets of old. <laughs> yeah. But I consider it to be a mainstream religion, guys. I don't consider it to be a, a cult. I mean... I'm, they call it a cult, but the name for cults back in uh, the Greek and Roman times is a little bit different from what a real cult is considered today. So, so if we're going to put a, a questionnaire up on our site where we want you to tell us whether this is a cult or not, because we're kind of torn on this one. Oh, really? Okay. I think, so mm-hmm. we should do that, but did they have undue influence over people? Controlling behaviors or con- controlling their behavior. I, somewhat. Uh, I mean, but they had no way of disciplining anyone. I'm thinking or, of the bite model here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, I, you know, they had no way. And people came to them. They didn't go out, to, you know, and you have to do this or else or anything else like that, you know. But there was some kind of, there was some information control. There was, they, they told them what to do and the person had to do in it. A or very, they get, in a get very cursed. vague sort of way. In a yeah. way that you can interpret it any way you want All right. to. You, I think you went, or this may not be a cult. This may be the first one that you've, besides the... Besides the mail service, USPS, <laughs> this is the old, this is the other one that isn't a cult. That isn't a cult. Yeah. So I I think it's cool, but yeah, I don't, I don't I think don't it's a cult. I, I think someone out there is going to prove us that it is a cult. No? Well, I, I can't wait. To. So all you listeners out there, go and do a great study on this. Mm, okay. Oh, just one more thing before I, I leave. Oh. So there were some maxims written there at the temple there. Maxims. Wise sayings, yeah. And the first one was, (laughs) know thyself. That was the first thing that was written there. The second one was, nothing in excess. And those are good things to live by. I like those. Yeah. (laughs) But Gunner's bored. No, 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 it's good. Uh, No, those are good sayings. Uh It's a good thing. Good things. Um, I think it's fine to have access. Not too much. But I think it's good to have some excess because if you don't have any excess, then you're living day to day, and that's not good. Very wise. That I'm, was very I'm wise. A wise man. That is. <laughs> man, I've done two wise things. That's pretty good, kind of. Why don't impressed. you guys write in, write into the bishop and tell the bishop how wonderful he is. <laughs> it's bishop at the nice cult dog. <laughs> yeah. Or you can go on our site, click on message the bishop, and you can leave a story, or you can just tell me how wonderful. Each of us are. <laughs> In our own special In way. In our own special way. Yes, exactly. So, guys. Oh, I'm going to say not a cult. Gunner. I'm I, saying no. I want it to be, though. Sorry, Sorry guys. And Thor? Yeah, it's not a cult. It's too mainstream. Okay. okay. Someone proved me wrong. Someone yeah, in other words, wrong. it's like... Everyone in Greece knew of them, uh, was aware of them, and went to kind of invite. Is it's it's like, well, I, it's, I still think it and, can be a cult. I think it's more the problem is the control that they had over people was not 
was yeah, not well, enough. Yeah, I, I, they they I was they advice. were good influencers, as I say. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, good advice. The good, the bad, and the culty. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. The good, the bad, the culty, guys. What's so the good here? The good is they... Sacrificial goats, obviously. That's they got good. rid of the maidens and got old wenches. <laughs> That's really good. No, I, I agree. Old ladies are wiser. You know, I happen to agree. I mean, if... If grandma's there giving you advice, or is some sixteen-year-old giving you advice, I'm going to listen listen to grandma. I'm going to listen to grandma too. Depends on what the advice is. (laughs) Is what I'm going to say. But yeah, okay, I get it. Well, what would you be asking for about? (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure grandma. Never mind. (laughs) Grandma's grandma's been around the block. Experience. She knows. She knows. Grandma knows what she's talking about. Okay, so. so good. Is um, yeah, they didn't have too much undue influence over people. It doesn't sound like they forced people to do their bidding, but they did. No. Yeah, good cryptic comments, which is what you need to be a good oracle. You need yeah. to be you need to be vague enough so that it when they're like that way. didn't work out, you can say, well, you interpreted it wrong. I think they're the best thing about them is the business model of just be <laughs> in a just give advice uh-huh. and then get paid for it. I mean, that's... There's a lot of people, they do that, right? Yeah. And like just a business model. A lot of bit good business consultants. Gunnar, you should, you should charge as bishop. <laughs> so, um, all you listeners out there, make sure that um, to get a good reading... Ah, shit. I, I, I'm, I'm not a good... You're not a good self, I'm not man. an influencer. Yeah. No, I'm not. I just don't like it. She, oh, my gosh. She was an influencer. Yeah, she was. She was the first influencer. Yeah. She was. I mean, a lot of cool things happened because of the Oracle there. And a a lot of cool things happened because of influencer. Mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of bad things happened. (laughs) Just garbage. All right, so how about bad? Uh, The vagueness and people just just buying at it as if it's it's all true. Yeah. I think that's just bad. I, um... I do. I have a hard time with vagueness when it comes to prophecies. If I'm going to get some divine influence, I want I want I want some like don't do this or do this kind of thing. Not yeah. like when the leaves turn gold, you know, and whatever, you know. You're more of a Deuteronomy guy instead of a Revelations guy. Uh, I am. When it comes to this is what the Lord wants you to do, Thor. That's that's I am. I'm more of a Deuteronomy guy. It's yeah. like okay, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, what else? Anything else bad? Um, the see-through clothing seems like it would yeah. be really the show, like, <laughs> too cold. The, the gross guys that are licking the <laughs> lips. Yeah, no, licking the, the, the body. And, and the guys have like these. It's just not appetizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just gross. I I don't know what to Go tell ahead. you. You should watch it just for that gross scene. You're like, eh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> hey, you're you're not turning me on to this. First of all, <laughs> six pack. I am buns. not trying to turn you on. <laughs> but but I'll tell you what, six pack buns they did have. <laughs> and now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. Um, and how about culty? 
I think we should take on six-pack buns. <laughs> we should get ripped. Okay, I like it. Okay, well, I have some access to steroids, so... Okay. No, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, do we have to have steroids? Well, to get like that, yeah. yes. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah. You, oh, that's not natural. Like that that? No, yeah. I could probably get like that with diet, right? This uh, is totally. Exercise? This is totally. This is not to do with the cult. But have you seen the Liver King guy? No. He was on, all over social media. Is this guy who talked about eating? I think it was like fruit and organ meats. Mm-hmm. And how you could, and he was just ripped, like he's a huge guy. Mm-hmm. And he's went, he was a social media influencer and he did that for years. Mm-hmm. And then it came out that he was taking steroids. He was roided in it. Yeah. Up. yeah. And, and uh-huh. he, he may have been eating liver and fruit on uh-huh. camera, but he was roiding, roiding it up. It. Yeah. <laughs> roiding it up. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so I think I th- that's a good, that's good. I think we should also. To take on having so a, what's good? A, our own oracle. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I think that's a good idea. I think we have to... I th- I wonder if we can we can democratize it. And have anyone can be Ronaldo's oracle. No. No, no, no. Okay, okay. I think what we should do is that... we should all be one. In other words, I say a word of prophecy, and then Nathan does, and then Gunnar does, okay. and then I do. Let's just do, let's just do that right now. Okay, <laughs> so what, what, what it's going to go around. About? It doesn't, we'll find out. Okay. This thing about prophecies, okay? So we, we're okay. each going to say a word, and then we're going to see okay. what... I'll, I'll start us off, or okay? Two, two or three. One word. One word? Eagles. Fly. Breath. Two... The dog <laughs> liver. <laughs> I, I don't okay. know if this is working, guys. <laughs> I think we have to like make it make sense. No, okay, so let's try. All right, this okay, one more okay, time. okay. Let's okay. Try this one more time. All right. Okay, Nathan, you start us off this time. Okay. The flowers of spring eat nectar from the gods. Of course, six pack buns. <laughs> And there you go. <laughs> so if that helps you in, in any way this week, write into bishop at the nicecult.com and tell us your experience. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was beautiful. Uh... We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult.